What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the show. Second door on the left, SDOTL. This is your host, Drew House. Thank you for joining me. I uh, got a lot of things I want to discuss with you on this episode, but I had to lead first and foremost with uh, Happy Thanksgiving. Happy November to you, and uh, special thanks to the U.S. military, past, present, and future. Uh, We would not be here without you, the many sacrifices you and your families have made over the many, many years that this great country has been going, and um, I mean, the freedoms that we enjoy, such as this right here, laying a podcast down, uh, doing all the things that... Uh, I know I, I can take for granted at times, but uh, in this time of Thanksgiving and really all year long, just thank you to the U.S. military. Thank you for fighting for our freedoms, and um, God bless you and your families. With that being said, roll the intro. Griswold, you up! Yeah, that's right. S-D-O-T-L, back in your ears. Uh, Appreciate all the support. We are accumulating plays at a very nice pace. We're uh, nearing the 2,500 all-time playlist. Roughly 43 plays per episode uh, currently right now. So holding pad at that 40 uh, and actually climbing. So, uh, man, wouldn't be here without you. So thank you, the listener, and uh, we're just going to keep doing the dang thing, okay? i uh, got a lot of things I want to discuss, but first and foremost, let me just put out there, uh, it's been a while since we've done this. We are on 10 media platforms, um, Apple Podcast being the uh, platform that majority of our listeners uh, get our show at, 56% roughly listen through Apple Podcast or iTunes. Um, Anchor comes in second. Uh, shout out to Anchor, huge shout out to Anchor, that's how I'm laying this podcast down right now, and then we are also accumulating listeners that way, Spotify has climbed up to number three, a lot of people listen through Spotify, and then uh, the remaining ones uh, are an accumulation of a, of a bunch, Google Podcast, and an app called Breaker, app called CastBox, uh, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, and a rad-ass app called Stitcher. Yeah, Stitcher. I'm going to download Stitcher as soon as I get done banging this out. And uh, just to be able to tell people that, yeah, I have a cool app called Stitcher. And, uh, yeah, I, I mean, and I listen to podcasts on it. So um, I will say another one, Himalaya. That is a, uh, an app that I listened to uh, Halloween Unmasked on about a month ago when I was listening to that eight-part series leading up to the movie. Um, also a great app for podcasts. We're not on there. So Himalaya, if you're out there, um, love to be a part of your media platform. So, uh, yeah, consider us down the road. Maybe I need to write a letter or something. Um, with that being said, uh, thank you. Yeah. Once again, thank you to all the, uh, media platforms that carry our program without you. We would not be here. It is uh, November 8th, about 7 20 AM. And, um, I'm trying to decide what I'm going to lead with. I think I'm going to lead with the fact that uh, Des Bryant is now a member of the New Orleans Saints. This news broke yesterday, November 7th, and uh, the more I've let it kind of settle in, uh, the the more excited I am. I was able to watch Drew Brees' 
interview in the locker room is very funny because the first question, of course, was about Dez, and Drew Brees just said, uh, so it's official. And <laughs> not that he was it, – it, it wasn't a um, – Oh man, we we really got this guy. It was you know just wanting to make sure that you know, everything was inked and uh, was uh, you know officially official. And uh, he went on to say that he thinks he's going to be a great addition to the club. Uh, you would probably say that that's something that he would you know, that's something you would expect him to say. Uh, but I really believe this guy is going to add an awesome dynamic to our offense. Uh, alongside Michael Thomas and Benjamin Watson and Traquan Smith. Um, maybe Cameron Meredith can can develop into that uh, third or fourth receiver. I mean, if he can come on, that would be an awesome four-deep receiving core uh, that would just be unstoppable when you throw Benjamin Watson underneath, um, Josh Hill at times, and then to get to people like Alvin Kamara and Mark Ingram running the ball and catching the ball out of the backfield, um, all with that offensive line that is playing lights out right now. And then you have a uh, surefire first ballot Hall of Famer, Drew Brees, who is there for two reasons. This guy is still playing for two reasons, and uh, one is the camaraderie in the locker room. Uh, same interview about Des Bryant. He said that this was the um, same. This was this was a, a, a same you know same coach. He's the same quarterback, but the locker room presence is different. The camaraderie is different. Guys doing their work, having fun doing it, and just accumulating wins. So he's there for the camaraderie of the team. Um, he still enjoys the locker room, so that's awesome. And then, uh, just plain and simple, he's there for another title. And I've gone on record as saying a few times that I think this year is the best year for the Saints to win the Super Bowl because there are free agents coming up next year, and then rookie contracts, big rookie contracts, Michael Thomas included, expiring the year after that. So money will have to be shelled out, and as talented as this roster is at this present moment, I don't really see how you're going to be able to still shell out money for a quarterback like Drew Brees, because I, for one, think Drew Brees could play as long as he wanted to, you know, as long as he's protected, has time to throw. Sean Payton has tailored this offense around Drew Brees being protected. I mean, that's just a fact running the ball more, quick release throws, um, just everything he could possibly think to do to keep Drew Brees upright, protected, and uh, remaining as the starting quarterback, he's doing. So I think Drew Brees, if he says he can play to 45, I think he could play to 45. So um, with that being said, money is going to have to be shelled out for these young studs and for these free agents. So this year... They're going all in, acquiring uh, a cornerback like Eli Apple uh, to help Marshawn Lattimore, P.J. Williams, Ken Crawley, those guys on the outside. And then adding a receiver like Des Bryant after Ted Ginn Jr. went down uh, on IR a few weeks ago. And uh, the team has been winning, but Sean Payton, I think, can see down the road that um, – Nothing against a Traquan Smith, 
Um, but he doesn't really want it to be all on him because defenses, I think, ultimately could find a way to take out Michael Thomas and still find a way to uh, uh, decrease Alvin Kamara. I didn't really see it Sunday against the Rams. Um, if Michael Thomas wasn't open, uh, Alvin Kamara was getting the ball out of the backfield. If Alvin Kamara was double covered underneath, Drew Brees was hitting Michael Thomas for a 72-yard touchdown over the top. So uh, while, I, while I think that they are two of the most dynamic playmakers in the game today, young, hungry playmakers, um, adding a guy like Des Bryant, who for the most part is known, uh, just as far as his play on the field, he's known as a uh, possession receiver. He's going to fight contested throws, and he's going to be a big red zone, um, another big red zone weapon for Drew Brees. Um, The more touchdowns they can score, the uh, more pressure it applies to the opposing offense, and more advantageous our defense gets with pressures and uh, forced turnovers and the like. So, as a diehard Saints fan, I am a little concerned about Des Bryant and his big personality, but ultimately I think a coach like Sean Payton, a quarterback, veteran, Hall of Fame, playing for a title, quarterback like Drew Brees, I think they can keep him corralled in the sense that there won't be any issues in the locker room. This is an awesome locker room. Drew Brees stated as much yesterday afternoon or yesterday morning. And um, I think Dez is going to fit right in. I pray he does. If not, um, I commented on it on Facebook. If he doesn't fit in, the Saints are only out roughly $2 million for the remainder of the year. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money, but not really when the salary cap is 160 million plus. Okay, it's a it's a good risk to take, uh, and if it doesn't work out, they can just cut him, and Des Bryant will be back in Cleveland turning down their five million dollar offer. All right, or turning down the the Ravens offer, whatever they offered him. Uh, he's on a legitimate Super Bowl contender right now, and I agree with Stephen A. Smith, and when he says that this is the Best possible landing spot for one Des Bryant. I really believe that he's got the right coach, he's got the right quarterback, he's got the right locker room, and um, the mission is 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 very singular, and that's a Super Bowl title. They are legitimate Super Bowl threats, along with the Rams, along with the Carolina Panthers, who the Saints play two out of the last three weeks of the season along with the Kansas City Chiefs, along with the New England Patriots, and I would throw in the Pittsburgh Steelers at this point as well. Those six teams are, uh, are, the, are the Super Bowl contenders. So for Des Bryant, having not been on a roster since April, to land with one of them is, is huge. I think he'll take the opportunity and run with it. Uh, crazy, I just see this now. But uh, just got an update on ESPN. Wide receiver Cameron Meredith is placed on IR, knee surgery. So there you go. That's crazy. That is literally just that literally just popped up on my phone. Cameron Meredith. He hadn't been targeted in the last three games, and now we know why. So 
a free agent acquisition for the Saints at wide receiver that did not pan out. Um, There's even more on Des Bryant to pan out now. That is two receivers that started the year uh, for the Saints on IR. So now they have Michael Thomas, Des Bryant, Traquan Smith, um, Austin Carr, who's kind of that slot receiver, kind of shifty guy. Um, Man, it's very possible that the Saints will need to bring in someone else at this point. So breaking news there with Cameron Meredith. Um, So a good thing the Saints were able to snag Des Bryant. That makes that move that much more important. It really does. Um, So that's, that's crazy. Um, hope Cameron Meredith, hope you heal up fast, man, and, uh, get back with us next year. But, uh, it's about this year, man. It's about this year for the saints and, uh, it needs to happen this year. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, they are running out of opportunities and, um, I have a good feeling about this team this year. So we shall see halfway through the season. Um, with that being said, let's go ahead and jump into some picks, shall we? We usually wait to the end of the podcast, but, uh, let's jump into the NFL, Let's jump into the NFL and uh, give my picks for that. Tonight, we've got a good one. We've got a good one tonight. Panthers at Steelers. Um, Six and two Panthers right on the heels of the Saints in the NFC South. I'm going to take the Steelers. I don't really think I've bet against the Pan- or picked against the Panthers all week or all year, Should I, I should say. But um, I'm going to pick against them this time. Uh, Give me the Steelers in that game. Lions at Bears. Give me the Bears in that game. I think they have too much firepower. I think they're in one of those second tier. They're one of those second tier teams. uh, And I like them over the Lions in this one. Falcons at Browns. Falcons had a good game up there in uh, Landover, Maryland, as I said they would. Uh, They brought their A game and they really dismantled a what was supposed to be a good Washington Redskins defense. But the thing about this Falcons team is they are so explosive on offense. Regardless of the number of pro bowlers they have lost on the defensive side of the ball, they are still a threat to take you down on any given Sunday. And that's just the fact. So I like them in this game against the Browns on the road. Um, I could see the Browns pulling it out, but and I would love to see that happen, but I, I have to take the Falcons in this one. Patriots at Titans. I can't bet against the Patriots right now. Uh, give me the Patriots over the Titans in that one. Jaguars at Colts. This is a funny one. If you had told me in, at the beginning of the season that I was considering picking the Colts at home against the Jaguars, I'd have told you you were crazy. But I'm going to do it. The Jaguars are a shell of themselves from last year, uh, and I'm going to take the Colts in this game. Cardinals at Chiefs, haven't picked an easier game all year. Give me the Chiefs at home to continue rolling. Uh, Bills at Jets, no Sam Darnold. Not a lot of talent around him to begin with. Give me the Bills in that game. Redskins at Bucks. Uh, I like the Redskins to bounce back in this game in a tough Road game and the Bucks continue their slide. Wouldn't be surprised if the Bucks win this game uh, and hang on to their season. Um, but I, I have to go with the Redskins to bounce back in this one. Chargers at Raiders. The Raiders are tanking. All right, I, I don't know. I, don't, I I can't really say any. I hate to say that. I hate using that term. But the Raiders are tanking. 
All right, so give me the Chargers in that game. The Chargers are a good team. They are in that uh, second tier as well. They are dominant. Um, give me the uh, Dolphins and the Packers. Interesting game here. Give me the Packers in that one. Seahawks at Rams. Give me the Rams. Uh, Sunday night game, Cowboys at Eagles. Give me the Eagles in that game. And uh, the Giants at the 49ers. Another team that is tanking, that is the New York Giants. Tanking big time. Give me the 49ers to win that game at home. And then the Saints, Bengals. Uh, give me the Saints on the road. Uh, no A.J. Green for Cincinnati. That is a huge loss. Huge loss for the Cincinnati Bengals. He is a top flight playmaker and he will be out probably two games so the Saints definitely dodge a bullet with that one and uh, I like them to win and uh, I like the Saints to continue rolling on the road in Cincinnati so there are my NFL picks I like the Saints over the Bengals the Steelers over the Panthers the Bears over the Lions the Falcons over the Browns the Patriots over the Titans the Colts over the Jaguars the Chiefs over the Cardinals the Bills over the Jets, the Redskins over the Bucks, the Chargers over the Raiders, the Packers over the Dolphins, the Rams over the Seahawks, the Eagles over the Cowboys, and the 49ers over the Giants. So there's the NFL uh, out there, first and foremost. Uh, just felt right with the news of Des Bryant. We go right into that. With that being said, let's go right into college football. The weekend is here for my Mississippi State Bulldogs. It is here. It's Alabama week. Now, Alabama, at the time of this uh, recording of this podcast, were 23.5-point favorites at home. Hopefully they don't cover that, but there's no way I'm going to pick against Alabama in this game. Uh, I think Mississippi State, I I pray Mississippi State takes their best game on the road uh, to Tuscaloosa, but even then, I don't see it really being enough. But uh, we shall see. The self-proclaimed number one fan himself, Matt Harding, big Alabama fan, as you may or may not know, he will be in attendance. So, I mean, I would just be laughing all year long and probably into next year if somehow State does pull it out. But I just don't see it. I just don't see it. 2.30 CBS, we will find out. Give me Alabama in that game. South Carolina at Florida. Uh, I'm going to take South Carolina in this game to go into Gainesville and knock off the Gators. Vanderbilt at Missouri. Give me Missouri to hold down the fort. Ole Miss at Texas A&M. Give me Texas A&M. They will become bowl eligible with this win. Uh, Kentucky at Tennessee. I could see Tennessee playing up in this game. I really could. Uh, I don't think it's going to be enough, though. I'm going to go with the Wildcats and uh, to bounce back after that loss to, to Georgia and beat Tennessee in Neyland Stadium. Auburn at Georgia. It's the ESPN 6 o'clock kickoff game. Give me Georgia to continue rolling. And then LSU at 2-7, and seven, Arkansas. Yeah, talk about rebuilding. Um, give me LSU in that game uh, to take down the Razorbacks, and they will fall to 2-8. and eight. Um. What else? Those are my picks. Alabama over Mississippi State. South Carolina over Florida. Missouri over Vanderbilt. Texas A&M over Ole Miss. Kentucky over Tennessee. Georgia over Auburn. And uh, LSU over Arkansas. So 
So those are my picks there. And um, I wanted to give a shout out to a book that I'm looking forward to reading. It's called Run Like Crazy. And it's about a guy named Tristan Miller who ran 52 marathons in 52 weeks across 42 countries. I mean, the, t- the front of the book says it all. 52 marathons in 52 weeks. A marathon a week. And then to top it all off, he did it in 42 different countries. I am super excited to be reading this book now that uh, my previous reading adventure has... Uh, I've caught up with it, and I'll get into that in a second. But I'm very much looking forward to this book. Tristan Miller... Um, this book came out in 2012, so um, I've heard that his story was all over Facebook years ago, but I didn't have Facebook years ago. Uh, I didn't get a Facebook until April, and uh, now I'm sure people wish I would go back to not having one, but <laughs> uh, uh, the reality is, I mean, this guy right here, it, it, it sounds amazing. I can't wait to see it. I, I am running the half marathon December 1st. We're about three weeks away from that, St. Jude. So um, St. Jude is a huge uh, deal for me. Uh, Memphis, Tennessee can always be proud for St. Jude and Le Bonner Hospital. So looking forward to running the half marathon. But just to think this dude ran a marathon a week for a whole year. And plus all the traveling he had to do, it, it's just, it blows my mind. So looking forward to diving into that. Um, so Tristan Miller, Run Like Crazy. Check it out if you hadn't already. Uh, the reason I am freed up with uh, reading time now is because I am caught up with the Walking Dead comic books. 185 issues, including the one that was released yesterday. Um, 185 issues I've read in about a month. 15 years worth of Walking Dead comics that I caught up with in about a month. So, just a lot to process with that. Um, But, I mean, just awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. Uh, A lot of stuff that deviates from the show, as I've mentioned. Um, I have to say that the one thing that I love most about the comics over the show is Andrea is the character Andrea. Andrea is an awesome character, and uh, she really wasn't that awesome in the show. Let's just be real. She wasn't that awesome. They actually wrote her to be kind of annoying, the fact that she fell in love with the governor and all that good stuff. You read the comics, and the Andrea in the comics would never be so dumb. I'm just. I'm sorry. I have to say it. She would never have done something so stupid as to fall for a guy like the governor. Um, but in the show, she did, and she was killed off uh, at the end of season three. Uh, she lasts much longer than that in the comics, I assure you. And she could still be alive. She might not. I, I'm not going to spoil it for you, but um, <laughs> just know she lasts a lot longer than you know 30, 40 issues. So. Um, good stuff there. Andrea is, is an awesome character. That's probably the biggest difference for me. And there's a lot of them, but the fact that Andrea is who she is in the comics compared to who she was in the show, that's a big difference. Um, and it's great in regards to the show, Rick Grimes did not die. He did not die. 
Um, there was no eh, tongue out, I'm dead, as Olivia predicted. Um, he was flown off to safety back to uh, England, his hometown, to be with his family. No, Andrew Lincoln this, wanting to leave the show to be more with his family, and I get that, brother, trust me. Um, not mad at you. You gave your everything on this show for eight plus seasons and you will be missed. But as Scott M. Gimple confirmed, uh, shortly after the Walking Dead episode ended last week on Talking Dead, he confirmed that yes, Rick Grimes will return while he will not return about, uh, while he will not return on the show, he will have his own movie or movies even and Rick Grimes will live on in uh in that aspect so very excited about that I'm very excited with the time jump in the in the show uh six years into the future after the events of uh what happened in the last episode with Rick blowing up the bridge uh taking out a bunch of walkers and being being flown off in the helicopter that uh Jadis or Ann was uh, communicating with so it's going to be very interesting to see down the road what develops with that with Andrew Lincoln and the Walking Dead team overseas in England um, back home in the Walking Dead uh, with our 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 left behind cast of characters with the time jump they have a big threat looming I'm just going to tell you this right now having read the comics having uh, seen what's coming, the whisperers are not to be trifled with. They're really not. I I don't want to give anything away. I could just go on a spoiler rant here, but I'm not going to do it, okay? Because um, I wouldn't want to listen to a podcast like that, especially if I was just now diving into the comics, um, you know, based on my recommendation of it. So my high recommendation of it, um, but just know that there will be blood. Okay. The whispers, uh, they, there, there was blood. There was care. There were characters lost with the whispers in the comics and there will be characters lost in the show. Now, will they stick with the same characters from the comics? Not sure, but that remains to be seen. But the show has a lot of exciting times ahead of it with the whispers, with Negan, um, and beyond. Uh, where I'm at right now, I'm actually past the Whisperer storyline, uh, that arc, and I'm in a whole new storyline, and uh, it's exciting. So, exciting times ahead for the show, even without Andrew Lincoln. Uh, he will be missed, but Rick Grimes' story is not over with, so that does, um, that sits well with me. That sits well with me, because the dude could just play Rick Grimes like no other. He brought Rick Grimes to life, and, uh, you know, kudos to you, Andrew Lincoln, and really kudos to the Walking Dead creative team um, for, yes, getting him out, uh, getting him back home with his family, and yet they're going to still do more with the character. So I don't really think it could have gone much better with his request to be back home, uh, spending more time with his family than, than what's going to transpire from this. So um can't wait. Can't wait. Sunday's going to be great. We're six years into the future from where we were, and uh, it's going to be awesome. So, whispers are coming, and uh, it's not going to be good for some of our characters. It's just not. It's not going to be good. 
Um, so that remains to be seen who will who will bite the dust from them, but uh, it's going to be crazy. That's going to about do it with this for this episode. Um, once again, thank you for listening. Happy Thanksgiving. Happy November to you. Um, thank you to all the media platforms that carry our podcast. Um, enjoy your weekend of football. Enjoy your weekend of your family time. Um, and just enjoy each other. Be thankful for everything that we have uh, this time of the year and even on into Christmas and into the new year. So um, be thankful for what we have. Thank you again to the U.S. military. We would not be here without you. Um, do I have anything else? Nope. That's going to do it. All right, y'all. Thank you for listening to Second Door on the Left. We'll catch you next time. God bless. Take care of each other. Peace. My, my mama said, my, my mama said, my, my, my mama said, my, what mama don't know won't hurt her. I don't even like Panic at the Disco, but I like that song. Something about that song is just very cool to me. Um, and you know what? Just when I thought I was losing my touch, I wasn't cool or hip or with it. Uh, my wife, Katie, lovely wife, pregnant wife, love you, babe. She sends me a message um, and lets me know that her first grade class, every single one of them, were singing this song at the top of their lungs. That validates my coolness. All right? So thank you, babe, for that. Uh, Thank you for listening, man. We have an awesome, awesome season three in store for you. It's going to be great. It's going to be fun. And, uh, man, again, if you want to be a part of it, just holler at me. We've got a lot of special guests on the on the docket. we got a lot of awesome topics uh, to discuss. It's going to be great. So stay tuned, and uh, y'all enjoy the ride. I know I am. Y'all have a good one. We out.